All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Reframe Your Brain. I'm Danielle Kent. And I'm Leah Safran. And I feel like we also need to come up with a tagline sometime. Like, two SLPs just hanging out. (laughs) On the couch. (laughs) Just recording. So it's been a little bit of a hiatus. We both have been, have a lot of things going on. We've both been pretty busy. But we sat down over the summer and we were like, we need to do this. Yeah. We need to come back together. We missed our podcasting. We missed our podcasting. And who knows? Maybe there's like two people listening. Maybe there's 30. Maybe there's 100. Who knows? All of you people listening. You said, <laughs> where did you go? We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back. And we have a plan in place to stay pretty consistent over the school year. Yes. For now. Yes. That's our, we're going to stick to it. Yeah. We have a plan. We've got a plan. <laughs> My change. <laughs> so as we tape, it is the first year, the first year, the first week of school in our area. Yes. And so we both are just kind of getting settled into the new schedule and things are rolling along. Mapping out what what's coming and figuring out how to do all the things. All the things. All the, all the things. things that we've got going on. But uh, we thought we would come on and just do kind of like as our, hey, we're back. Welcome back. We're here. Um, we wanted to just kind of sit down and talk a little bit about all the work we've been doing individually on the directions we're taking and kind of how I know for me thinking about how I've grown over the last couple months and what I've been doing to look forward to the future. Yeah. And I think I've been doing a lot of, um, looking around and not quite researching, but exploring different, um, resources that are out there and different podcasts and listening to people talk about their own experiences. Um, like relating to other people around them and just kind of figuring out where I am with that and where I want to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I can get started on the one I've been listening to. We've actually, we cross over a lot. We've listened to and read a lot of the same things, but we also have our different areas. Um, But one of the ones I've been, one of the podcasts I've really been into is Teaching in Higher Ed by Bonnie Stahoviak. I'm teaching an online course this fall semester through Caston University. They just started an SLP Essentials program and um, it's it's really cool because it's another SLP program in the state of Vermont to get the prerequisites to get your master's. And so I've done a lot of online teaching and teaching of college courses. And so I've just gotten really interested in learning more about how to teach and how to be a better teacher and how to be more present, and especially for online classes, how to really be right, a present right. face for those students. Which is totally different than in person. Right. Right. Things to be aware of and approaches. Yeah. So that's been that's been one that I've really been into, and just looking there's um the name is escaping me now, but maybe we, I can we can talk about it in the next podcast. But there's a book that's mentioned in one of the teaching and higher ed podcasts that's like the five or six essentials for oh. for educators and the and college institutions, and it's really all about how to what they talk about a lot is you know teaching in any course is really like a Goldilocks concept. You don't want it to be too hard. Uh-huh. You don't want it to be too easy. Mm-hmm. You want it to be like just right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of principles that they talk about can help you manage that balance. Nice. Yeah. And you know, one of the podcasts that Danielle introduced me to, um, the same person, Dave Stahoviak, her yeah, husband, her husband, Bonnie's husband. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're on there together, Yes. but they have a pot or he has a podcast called Coaching for Leaders. Coaching for Leaders. Yes. I always want to reverse it and say Leading for Coaches, <laughs> but that is not what it's called. It's Coaching for Leaders. Um, and they have, you know, he interviews all kinds of different people, and you know, they talk about leadership in a lot of different contexts, 
And I found that super interesting to hear about people's experiences in all different realms of work and life. And um, some people are in like very business, very corporate areas, and other people are in sort of creative settings. And listening to the the ways that people describe their experiences and how they're just relating to other people, I have found that really informative and been doing been doing some reflecting on that and there's um another podcast that I've listened to um I think all of her episodes that she has out it's called Good Ancestors um and it's Leila Saad who interviews um primarily I think women and women of color who are really involved in leadership or who are who are leaders in some capacity uh, you know of their own defining um and that's a whole a, a slightly different perspective than the coaching for leaders yep. but a lot of the same things come mm-hmm. up about um communication and about the sort of culture of an environment and expectations that are that are embedded in that environment mm-hmm. and how to address those and how to engage with those and how to how to change them maybe yeah. sometimes yeah um and that's been, for me, I, I've been really just looking for, for, for stories to listen to, I think is what it comes yeah. down to. Like, how, how do people describe their experiences um, that they have with other people? Because yes. a lot of the work that Danielle and I do ultimately comes down to relating and communicating yes. about our stories or the people that we're working with and their stories. Yes. And... So I found it really helpful to just listen to a lot of stories. Oh, there's so I forget the, the author. So Building Your Story Brand was a book I read over the summer. Mm-hmm. By, it's Donald somebody. I forget his last name. We'll have to look it up. So good. It really it it was that exact concept of like everyone is kind of living their own story and everyone's looking for guides and like like looking for people who can show you the way. Right. And so really showing when you're creating a business, looking at how you can be a guide for other people or even how you're living your life, like just being a guide for other people. Yeah. Not like the hero of their story, but the guide. It's a phenomenal book. Highly recommend it for business owners. What's it called again? Uh, building your story brand or building a story brand. Yeah. I think I saw a picture of it on your yeah. Instagram. So good. <laughs> on the IG. <laughs> on the IG. Yeah. So good. Danielle so posts, good. posts uh, pictures of her, the book covers that she's reading, which yes. is really helpful because then I can be like, Visuals. tell me about that book. Tell me more about that book. That cover looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've also, I've really started exploring particularly podcasts because I was doing a lot of driving this summer. So that was, that was an easy way for me to interact with this, these kind of experiences of other people, but, um, looking for podcasts where the people who are talking and telling their stories are not people who I would interact with on a daily basis, who yeah. I would have the opportunity to interact with. Not yes. that I'm avoiding them. Right. That Still, different, not, naturally different, that yeah, yeah. different paths, different life experience, different, um, priorities, different perspectives. Um, just to, just to, um, expand my awareness of, of what other people's stories yes. are. And I, I have found that to be super um, um, just 
invigorating in a way to to be reminded of how diverse everyone's experiences are and at the same time hear so many common threads come yes. up in all these different stories storytelling arenas yeah I mean, no matter what platform you have, either whether it's Apple or Samsung, pretty sure the podcast app is free. For, no, I know it's free I for Apple, so. but you can access thousands of mm-hmm. podcasts for free. Mm-hmm. And it really is, I mean, on, on every concept imaginable. And so it's, if you're not already using that, yeah, make sure you check out the podcast app, look for apps. I mean, look for the ones we've mentioned or look for topics you're interested in. One thing I think is interesting is we, neither of us really follow exclusively SLP podcasts. Yeah. No. Which, um, which I think in, in terms of like how we podcast, we don't really talk about just SLP things. Right. We talk more about some bigger picture concepts. But I was thinking about that. I don't really follow any exclusive just yeah. SLPs. There are a few that have been recommended to me in the past um, that I, I don't listen to right now um, that are more specifically focused on like um, working with people who've had a stroke or like augmentative communication like specific there and they're specific yeah. yeah or there's a swallowing one that I have listened to a couple of times called I can't remember um but I'll look it up and we yeah. can post all of them on our on the notes, on our right? notes yeah. yeah um or on our Instagram too for oh, our yeah. reframe your brain yeah. um follow us if you're not at yeah. reframe your brain on Instagram that's right we'll post things <laughs> uh <laughs> That's right. That's us. We post things. Probably Danielle will post them, and I'll I like them. Leah, I post. Leah will like. Yes. Leah takes control. Of it. It's funny. We actually. This is a complete side note, but we work really well together. Yes, we do. <laughs> Very good balance. Yeah. 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 We recognize. You know, like Danielle really just. I think you really love like sharing things mm-hmm. on social media. Yeah. yeah. And I really like seeing what you've shared. <laughs> we'll put it that way. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that there's a whole world of people who might be interested in knowing what we're doing. Yes. And, um, but when you post things, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Someone might care about that. Yeah. So I like it to be encouraging. Yeah. You know? <laughs> to be like, yeah, support. Like, yeah. Everybody's an awesome idea. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, uh, what were we talking about? I, I think the other reason that I've started, that I've really intentionally, um, looked for podcasts that are people talking about experiences that are different from ones that I'm familiar with or one that ones I've had myself is because a lot of the people we work with, I mean, we don't know what people's experiences are. And I think that, um, there's a lot of richness that comes from recognizing that everyone has their, that we may have things in common or may have common threads that connect us, but our personal experiences could look drastically different. And that that's a, that's valuable to, to um, be aware of and be open to and make space for in conversation, like with teams we work with or with individuals we work with or even like with each other, to make space for us to all provide our perspectives and from wherever we're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the common things that we're talking about too are related a lot to communication. Yes. And not just communication within our field. Right. But like how to communicate with, with people. Yeah. And I think I guess really we've already had we already did a podcast on listening, but a lot of it comes from like listening and learning how to listen. Yeah. And learning how to listen. So there's two books, How to Talk So People Will Listen and How to Listen So People Will Talk. Mm-hmm. And I actually just got those in the mail over the summer, I haven't read them yet. But more books. More yeah. books. 
more books. I'm hoping to read those. But I was thinking also the five languages of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about? That? I don't think we've talked about that one. That one doesn't sound familiar. So there's there's five languages of appreciation. Um, I'm gonna probably forget some, but what, words of affirmation, quality touch, or just like touch, quality time, um, tokens like like actual gifts, and then there's a fifth one, acts of service. Mm-hmm. So there's five main ways that. They say like people prefer to re- receive appreciation. Gary Chapman wrote the original book, and then he's done several since. And it's that for me has been I read I listened to the Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, an audiobook, at the end of last school year, mm-hmm. and it's really re- reframed how I think about what reframing your brain. It's really reframed so I think about like. We always joke about like hugs with you and hugs yes. with me and how we like have a common understanding now. But it talks in the book a lot about how some people like love a hug. They like yeah. that's how they feel appreciated and loved. And some people if you want to give them a hug, they'd be like, That's not how I want to receive appreciation. Right. And so learning that everyone has kind of an a maybe it's a mix of a couple. Yeah. But everyone has that preferred way to receive appreciation or receive love. And knowing like you might be different than somebody else. Right. And learning how to recognize that. Right. Yeah, and recognizing it and accepting it. Yes. And um, not judging. Yes. And being able to, like, incorporate... uh, I know we talked a lot in our last podcasts, or in our past podcasts, about open listening without judging. Yes. And I think it's a similar kind of perspective, like, receiving or accepting where someone is with whatever the mode of appreciation that you're communicating is and incorporating that and being like cool i can i can fly with that like yes that's what works for you this is what works for me yes yeah i think that's i like that five what is it called there's say it again the five languages of appreciation five languages of appreciation so i bought there's like one for couples and there's one for kids mm-hmm. i like can't find there's there's a whole series so there's one oh. for like teenagers because teenagers could like much it look it looks a lot differently so i bought yeah. both I like I literally, we were looking for them last night. Oh, I don't know. Looking for them, I was like, we can't. I can't find them anywhere. But side comment. But it really, um, it once I get through them all, yeah, I need to take a look. It's really interesting. That is. I always think it's cool too to see like to read like that's a particular framework mm-hmm. for describing appreciation and connection. And there are, I'm sure, like lots of other frameworks. And I always think it's interesting to compare them and sort of find like what's the common what's the common message or like what are the common pieces and then where do they diverge and yes. what's the value in this particular divergence versus this one. And, yes. Um, most of the time I learn about those things through Danielle cause she reads the books and then tells me about them and then <laughs> I, I look them things. up online and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's that idea. So yeah, <laughs> all the things, all the things. Yeah. There's actually, this is completely unrelated. I just started reading nurture shock. Have nurture you heard of it? shock. Nurture shock. No. Fascinating. So it was released in 2009, so it's 10 years old, but it still is really pertinent. It talks a lot about how things like popular, trendy things yep. for kids, they're really showing aren't as beneficial as maybe we thought they once were. Yeah. Like, provide, like we know this, but providing praise to kids for how smart they are yep. versus the work effort. They, this, this book goes through countless studies on why. Yeah. Why, why we say we praise for effort right. instead of for smarts. And it's just fascinating to read through the research yeah and now that you're talking about it i feel like maybe you've mentioned it before or maybe i've seen you might have seen, seen it. it you might have seen it yeah yeah i mean i've heard of it for years and i know a lot of the concepts in it but a lot of the studies i've never heard of yeah. 
And so it's really interesting to read through all those studies. So one of the things that I've started doing lately, uh, just a couple weeks ago, is an improv class. Yes. At the Vermont Comedy Club. Woo-woo! They have awesome comedians coming through there, so check them out. Just a little plug. Um, And one of the cool things about improv is that it really is based on this idea of, like, um, everything. It's it's not, like, a judgment-based like, you're really good at this, or you're yes. really funny, or yes. you're really, like, that was the right word to say. It's kind of like, whatever comes up, you find a way, you accept it, and then you add to it. Yes. And I think about, like, when you were just talking about that nurture shock idea, it it brought me back to that because I feel like we often will get stuck in, like, wanting to give feedback about what has happened or mm-hmm. what someone has said. And sometimes... A lot of the times, that feedback is totally unnecessary. Like, yeah. if you build on what someone does, that also shows, like, you value and appreciate what they've done, yep. and you're adding to it. And then if that's reciprocal, you begin to have an understanding of, like, any contribution can be valuable, whether or not it's, like, what the other people were anticipating. Right. right. Or even what they were wanting. Yeah. Like, there are ways to incorporate, um, you know... Like, you're saying the effort, yeah, not necessarily the outcome. Right. The smarts versus the effort, like, the time you put into it. Right. Yeah. 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 I think it's good just in general instead of thinking, like, I'm, well, it goes back to growth mindset. I'm good at this, I'm bad at this, or I'm trying at this. Growth mindset? Mm-hmm. I thought you said girth mindset for a second. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I'm unfamiliar with this What term. is she talking about? But growth mindset, yes. Tell yeah. us some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, like, being, like, I'm working at this. I'm trying at this. I can get better at this versus, well, if I'm not good at it now, I'm never going to be good at it. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. And I think that comes from top down. <laughs> There's a cat in the background you might hear. Just FYI for everyone listening. Friendly, if you hear a little meow. Friendly visitor. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, that sort of top-down power over structure mm-hmm. of, it, yeah, and, and how different that is from a, a growth perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And modeling that as the, the adult, especially for kids, we mm-hmm. talk a lot about teaching kids about growth mindset. Well, it comes from us, the adults, yeah. really showing what that looks like. Right. First. Being flexible, being, um, recognizing, you know, like... When something's challenging and being like, yes. I'm going to try it anyway. Yes. It might look different than what I'm expecting it to look like or what I want it to look like. Um, yeah. That's yeah. a good, good point. Thinking about that stuff. Yeah. So this is probably a good stop, a good place to, for yeah. us to end today's little reintroduction to our reframing your brain. Yes. Or us reframing our brains. Reframing all the brains. We're reframing all the brains. Uh, and... We are planning on recording a whole bunch more podcasts, so stay tuned. Yes. And feel, you know, send us some feedback or shoot us some questions. If you have questions, yeah, or ideas, if you guys want to hear us talk more about something. Absolutely. We love ideas. Yes. We have great idea generating brains, but everyone is like different ideas and variations on the ideas, so please share. So. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. All right.